Trafficked, Episode 2 Francesca arrives at the surgery. She is petite, with large dark circles underneath her eyes. She sits down in the chair and shuffles uncomfortably. Hello, Fonna, she says. Thank you for seeing me. It's still raining outside. I hear the light drops of the rain falling softly on the roof above me. It reminds me of Francesca's smile, watery and thin, as she looks at me, seated in the chair. I explain the process of therapy, that it often feels like a volcano at first, disruptive and intrusive, as it unearths experiences and events long buried. It will probably get worse before it gets better, I tell her. Fola, I am an orphan, she begins. My parents were murdered before I was five years old and I was taken away to an orphanage. Away from my hometown in Nigeria and lived there until I was ten years old. I have always been alone. She speaks matter-of-factly. She does not look sad as she speaks about her life. I have no knowledge of my family. I do not have ties. I do not have roots, she says as she twists her long untidy braids around in her fingers. She doesn't look at me but her gaze is fixated on the floor. I am just Francesca. My surname has no ties with my history. They said my mother left the orphanage in a hurry, that she was devastated, contrite with grief. I remember them saying I was badly malnourished when I arrived. If my mother had waited any longer, I would not have made it. Sometimes I dream about having a family, a mother, a father, an aunt, or even a brother, but I have no one other than this. She brings out an emblem. It is rusty and silver. When I left the orphanage, I was given this. Her palm reaches out before me, and it trembles as she places the emblem in the middle of her hand. This is all I have left of family. It travels with me everywhere. It is a reminder that I was once loved. She doesn't flinch. She doesn't crumble. My mother must have been very sad when she gave me away. This isn't bronze. It isn't even metal. It's just an object but it means everything to me. It reminds me that I am connected to someone. I was trafficked to Libya. I was only 10 years old. She stops speaking and begins to rock back and forth in her chair, clutching her hands as she does so. I survived. I survived 
she says steadily, but I will never be the same again. The journey to Libya was harsh. I met a lady on the boat. Her name was Cecilia. She became my surrogate mother. She said I reminded her of her daughter that she had left behind. She would cradle me when the journey became unbearable and difficult and when the waves struck against the boat late at night. I suffered from serious seasickness, but she would tenderly hold me. She would sing to me and I would place my head on her laps and she would stroke my hair until I fell asleep. That's the first time I have ever experienced love like that. One morning I awoke and her clothes were torn. She wouldn't speak and she was bleeding. She wasn't the same after that. She still tended to me, but there was a blackness in her eyes. There was a disconnect. One day, I tried to jump overboard. Instinctively, I knew that life would be difficult in Libya. After Cecilia changed, after her clothes were torn, I knew all the promises that were made would never be fulfilled. One morning I woke up and Cecilia had gone. She had vanished. I was broken. There is not a better word for it. Actually, it wasn't broken. It had been shredded into tiny pieces like a fox who destroys his prey. And that's when my nightmare really began. She slowly breaks down now, but there are no tears, just a low grunting sound like a wounded baby lamb. And there is nothing I can do. I allow her to grunt and groan and wriggle in the chair. It lasts for a long time. I stay with her, watching, saying nothing. I want to hold her, but it's not my place to stop this pain. But for the healing to begin, she must first feel her despair.